Greetings, mortals, and welcome back to Wizworld Live, the podcast. I'm your host, as ever, the immortal wizard Amoinus Franco, and today I have a very special guest, Aaron Zapsik, who performs as the Queen at the Medieval Times in Buena Park, California. She's uh, also a member of Medieval Times Performers United, the union which, which was uh, uh, made official in uh, two castles over the course of last year, and currently in Buena Park, they are on strike. Do not cross the picket line, do not scab. And she's here to tell us about what it's like to work at Medieval Times, all the great stuff, the not so great stuff, the stuff that they're trying to make better, talking about the strike and how you can help. There are links in the episode description to their petition, which we discussed during the interview, and also to their strike fund, which if you have the means to support is a big help because these folks are not working and the union is very new and they don't have you know, there's, there, aren't, there aren't really deep pockets making sure that they can eat and live while they're on strike. Every little bit helps. Every bit of solidarity helps. And uh, normally we have a sponsor, you know, which to us, uh, to us wizards, a normal product or service. The audience uh, finds them fantastical, I suppose. But today's sponsor, let's say, mm, solidarity. So without further ado, please enjoy this interview with Erin Zepsik. Erin, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Franco. Uh, and now uh, you are uh, the first royalty that we've had on the podcast in quite some time <laughs> and uh, the first labor leader we've had on the podcast. And I would say as someone who's lived through the medieval times, those did not often cross over in the past. And it's exciting <laughs> to see them aligned now. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a, a really, really interesting journey. Um, a little bit about me. I've been a, a medieval times team member since um 2011. So I actually just had wow. my 12 year anniversary. Uh, Happy anniversary. Thank you. Uh, coincidentally, on the day we went on strike, <laughs> which <laughs> did, did not plan it that way. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was my 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 12 year anniversary. Um, I have worked in many departments. Uh, most notably, I started as a, a wench in the gift shop. And <laughs> then I made my way up to princess in the show cast. And uh, after a few years, we changed the show and I became the queen. And I was the very first queen in the Lindhurst, New Jersey location. And then ah. I uh, moved to California in 2018 and I joined the, the ranks out here at the Buena Park location. And uh, uh, Wench, is that the official job title? That, that is indeed the, the official <laughs> job title. <laughs> um, and uh, you mentioned that the show changed. And so it, it was Princess was this? Mm -hmm. And then you, you were the show upgraded that role to, to queen. Is that correct? Yes. So uh, back in 2018, or I guess 2017, um, they changed out the show. And for the first time in the company's history, we had a queen in charge rather than a king. And she is the the sole monarch. There is no king. There is no... Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it was a pretty big deal because it actually um, coincidentally happened around the same time as the Me Too movement. Um, the, the show changed uh. out in New Jersey just after the Weinstein story dropped. And um, a lot of people oh, were like, oh, were you trying to capitalize on this? And it's like, well, no, it was really just kind of a, a commentary on a, a moment that was happening in, in sure. our society where they wanted to see women featured more prominently in places like medieval times. And so um, so that's what we had done. We changed out the show. It, it's, a, it's a really large undertaking. So it wasn't something that we could like cobble yeah. together in, <laughs> in a couple weeks. So, um, so yeah, and that's been the show that we've had in place since 2018. Okay, and I have so many medieval times questions, but I want to make sure we also get to the strike questions. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put a pin in all of my show questions for a moment. 
Now, sure. you, you mentioned that you went on strike on your anniversary. Now, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I will say anti-labor folks often think a strike is someone, they hate their job, they just want greed. But, uh, you know, a strike, in my experience, is because someone wants the job they're at to be better and they want to keep and stay at that job. Like you said, it's your 12th year anniversary. It's not your last anniversary at the job. So, right. uh, and you guys unionized, uh, you all unionized uh, just over a year and a half ago or when, when exactly um, was the unionization date? We had our election actually back in November. So this is this is a very, uh, very quick oh. action on our part. Oh, um, yes, I thought it, I guess I thought it was, well, the, the process has been longer. The process has been longer. We filed for our election in July, the end of July. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and New Jersey was about um, two months before that. So New Jersey was the first castle to unionize. Right. They filed for their election, and then we filed our cards a week after the New Jersey castle had their, uh, had their election. And uh, which union are you organized under, or are you your own uh, shop union? We are organized through the American Guild of Variety Artists. They also represent the Rockettes, a number of Cirque du Soleil shows, and um, Disneyland performers, as well as Universal performers. I hope someday they can get to Dinner Detective. <laughs> That's a group that certainly needs unionizing. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unionize everyone. It's fine. <laughs> oh, yes. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Unionize everywhere. Um, okay. But so uh, can, can you just lay out quickly the reasons that you're on strike now? And uh, some ways that people who are not uh, uh, part of your union can, can, can assist from the outside, other than not crossing the picket line, which I feel like is a core way to support any strike. Never cross, never scam. Yes, absolutely. So um, as I mentioned, we had our election back in November. Shortly before that, the company filed a trademark infringement lawsuit against mm, us no. because, <laughs> because the name of our union is Medieval Times Performers United, you know, and there's plenty of uh, fair use and uh, legal uh, legal precedent for using the name of your employer in your union. Just look sure. at yes. Starbucks Workers United, Traders, Trader Joe's Worker United. Um, but the company filed this trademark infringement lawsuit, and it's an important distinction between copyright and trademark, right? Because they mm -hmm. are, um, the, the company is maintaining that they have lost profits to us, that we are capitalizing and uh, generating income based off of their good name, or maybe not income, but ge generating revenue based yeah. off of their good name. And um, we we aren't we aren't selling commercial goods and services. We are a labor right. union. We are not a separate business entity. Um, so they sued us and they sued the American Guild of Variety Artists. Um, and Ooh. I mentioned that because um, back in December, we started a TikTok and uh, we were using the TikTok to spread awareness about the mm -hmm. wage negotiations that we were currently in embroiled in with the company um for a little bit more uh on that um we have annual raises that we get every mm -hmm. year and because we don't already have a contract we were offered the opportunity to bargain for these raises with the company um separate and apart from a collective bargaining agreement and obviously wages are usually the last thing that comes into a collective bargaining agreement so we're doing things a little mm -hmm. backwards here um we were made aware that non-union castles were offered raises this year upwards of 20%. Mm. And when we sat down with the company, their initial proposal to us was something along the lines of 2%. <laughs> so, <Whoa>. um, yeah. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> yeah. So, so we were very vocal about that on social media. And we um, developed a very 
large and engaged following on TikTok. We had about 8,200 followers. And after our last uh, round of bargaining, we, you know, we started putting out calls to action, telling people to tell Medieval Times how they feel on their social media. Sure. And um, I, have, I have had several comments removed. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, you know, so, you know, um, so the first thing that happened was they got our entire TikTok account banned. Um, I, I run the accounts. I don't, I don't create the content for TikTok, but I'm the one who has final say on the, sure. uh, on the postings and, um, and I own the account so I can log in and see all that stuff. But before that I had logged into my, uh, my Facebook account. I was, it was, it was a Saturday morning. I was in bed. I grabbed my phone. I, I, went into Facebook and before I even did anything, I had a notification on my phone saying that our posts had been flagged for trademark mm. infringement uh, by the CEO of the company. So he personally <laughs> went on and like, yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah. So, um, so I honestly probably wouldn't have put two and two together if I hadn't already seen that notification from Facebook. Right. So um, later on that day, I went to go check on our TikTok account to see, you know, our followers because we were sort of having a wave with that our was last video. Platform, right? Yeah. Um, so I logged in and I just got a notification saying your account has been banned, and it was a mm. violation of TikTok's intellectual policy, uh, intellectual property policy. So, um, so because I, sorry, I think I froze my for a second. Uh, because yeah, I had seen that other uh, notification, I was like, oh, okay. That's what happened here. So, um, so we filed a ULP, an unfair labor practice charge, mm -hmm. against the company for you know retaliation and uh, you know these union busting tactics that they're doing. Um, and you know that that was really the impetus for all of this because we felt like the the company was silencing our voices. They cut us off from our largest and most engaged platform. So we had no choice but to speak even louder. And so, yeah, um, uh, so right now, yeah, we're, we're currently on strike. And uh, so I just remembered the second half of your question, which was oh, how yeah, can people help? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, so we are, we are currently on strike. Um, and we, since we are a brand new union, we don't have, you know, a, a strike fund or anything like that. So we've created sure. one. We have a GoFundMe. Um, I'll make sure to get you that link so you can share it out. Yes, and I will make sure um, it's linked in the episode description and everything. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so we have a we have a GoFundMe, and if anyone is not in the position to contribute financially, we also have a petition that folks can sign. Um, and when they fill it out online, it goes directly to our CEO, our general manager, and the VP of HR. And it's a pre-populated form, but you can you know uh, customize it however you like. And it tells them okay. essentially to stop union busting, stop breaking the law, stop replacing our performers with non-union performers from other castles. And um, you mm. know that that goes directly into their inbox. So that, that one of the biggest things you could do as a labor union is make a lot of noise and uh, be a little chaotic. So so let's cause some <laughs> chaos. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, okay. And now you mentioned that they're they have they're, they're pulling in performers from non-union castles. Now that's mm -hmm. uh, that that is a devious thing. And this also goes back to the medieval times of pitting uh, knights and things against each other so that the mm -hmm. king can keep feasting on everything they have. Exactly. Um, when that happens, what's what is the relationship like with that non-union performer who's being brought in because they need the job, obviously. Mm -hmm. And and are they transferred in? Is there any discussion with them about? how it's affecting the unionization or how, how does that go? 
Um, you know, I think it's it's individual to the person. Obviously, mm-hmm. there are some people who are um, concerned about retaliation from the company if they right. don't uh, if they don't do what the company's telling them to do. There have been some people who said, "No, I won't go. No, I won't cross." Um, uh, but you know, the obviously they've been able to fly in twenty or thirty people from other castles and put them up mm. in hotel rooms across the street. And you know, these are last minute plane tickets. These are last minute hotel rooms. You'd think it would just be easier to actually right. engage Isn't with us. Always, that always drives me insane. They'll, they they spend so much more money not working with the union. It just it it which which always tells me tells me it's not about the economics. Mm-hmm. It's about the power, right? And yes. the, the dynamics of keeping control and feeling like they've been one up when all you want is to be treated properly. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we understand some people feel like they, they, they're worried about losing their jobs. They're, they're, you know, they, they're in certain financial situations. We get Mm -hmm. that, but at the same time, you know, we have the strike fund. We are able to, you know, support people and, um, more and more people join the line every day. So, um, you know, we, we walked out with about 25%, I'm sorry, 20, uh, 50%, 25 people ah. of the, the bargaining unit. And, um, and, you know, some people have ended up leaving entirely and some people, um, have, you know, have joined the, the line. Um, and we've had some amazing support from Starbucks Workers United. We had the, um, Star Garden strippers from North Hollywood come and pick it with us a couple times. They've been really cool. Um, and of course the OC labor fed has been sending out people from affiliates, um, you know, every day. And, uh, I asked you just shouted us out today as well. So, um, it's, uh, it's been really incredible because you don't really understand what solidarity is until you need it. But then when you mm. need it, boy, do, do they turn out in droves and, uh, it's, good. it's good to hear. really, really incredible. Uh, that, well, that, okay. That that's it. Sounds like it's heading in a positive direction. Um, I I mean, especially since all you're asking is the same increase as the other castles. That seems mm-hmm. to be the most reasonable union demand I've ever heard, <laughs> probably. Um, and now, uh, so you're you are hoping to get back on the job. Will there be any changes you think to to the show, or uh, are you hoping to just get back back in the same groove that you were in before the strike? You know, we all. We all love what we do. We love each other. And we all just, we do want to get back to work. We want to keep doing what we're doing. Um, the, I don't think there'll be any changes to the show, at least not in the, you know, the immediate, like there are some health mm-hmm. and safety concerns we want to have addressed. Um, but that's not, uh, you know, those are things that will include as part of the overall collective bargaining agreement to make a, ser- a, a, a fairer and safer workplace for everyone. Um, but right now, you know, we're specifically concerned with getting the lowest paid members of the bargaining unit closer to the living wage in Southern California, which is, um, around $24 an hour. And most of our nights are jumping off of horses for under 20. So it's really- Are you kidding uh, me? Hold, hold, <laughs> the nights are often are paid under $20 an hour? That's, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. That is madness. <laughs> there, there <laughs> it is, is madness. I, okay. Yeah. I, I, I have been with the company- low. Yeah, I've been with the company for 12 years and I'm making 21.50 an hour as a as a professional performer. Um and you know, before all of this started, I just kind of always said, well, you know, I don't do it for the money or or anything like that, but when I know that Agva performers at Disneyland are making close to $30 an hour for what I do, um mm-hmm. and they don't ride horses necessarily and uh and 
the Agba stunt performers at Disneyland are making more like $33, $34 an hour to start. Um, and these guys get hired at minimum wage uh, and they they kind of go up incrementally from there. But yeah, most I'd say at least 50%, over 50% of the bargaining unit makes less than $20 an hour. We have uh, trumpet players who are mm-hmm. professional musicians making $16 an hour, where if you walk yeah. in off the street right you now can. with no job experience as a 16-year-old with their very first, getting their very first job, you could get hired in the gift shop and be making more money than our trumpet players right now. The folks in the gift shop who who deserve their wage, though. But of course, they, yes, so they, yes. They, so the, the company attaches internally a higher dollar value to the gift shop employee than to the trumpet player making sure everything sounds like medieval times. Yes. Yeah. Because the company mm. is maintaining that they uh, they're planning to get rid of the trumpet players in the next version of the show. Why? So um, to be replaced with what? No to be horns? replaced with. A, yeah, exactly. A, a recorded track because because they in their <laughs> Nothing words. Nothing says medieval times like a tape. <laughs> Absolutely. They literally told us in a bargaining session. Value is what you're willing to pay for something and we do not value their role in the show. Oh, my goodness. Uh well, um, that is a, a demoralizing thing to hear, and like yeah. that is aggressively <laughs> dehumanizing of them to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, again, I, boy, I, I didn't know it was that awful, and you know, and I, 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 I do not work at medieval times, but I do do Renaissance fair shows, and I mm-hmm. do understand the struggle between. I'm not here for the money, but also <laughs> I should get a little bit of money for what's happening, should I? Not? Exactly. Yeah. Um, that is a struggle and, um, it is, uh, heartening as I'm a wizard, but also an entertainer and it is heartening to see people, uh, trying to raise the standards all around. So, um, mm-hmm. I want to thank you very much for the work you've done. Thank you for the shows you put on. Is there any final, uh, uh thoughts that you want to make sure you get across to our, our listening audience? So a couple things, first thing, um, for anyone here who, uh, is considering organizing or, um, is early on in in the journey, I would remind people that union busting does not stop after the election. Union busting mm. is something that employers will continue to do even after you have a contract. The next time you come up for contract negotiations, um, it is a continual fight, but it is always, always worth it. Um, and then I would just also remind folks that we love our jobs. This is not because we we don't want to be there. We absolutely do want to be there. Every single one of these guys out on the picket line is like itching to be back on their horse, you know, right. jousting and fighting and entertaining people. We are entertainers. And to not be able to do that is like, it's soul crushing. Um, <laughs> but we did this because we felt like we had no other choice. Um, and then finally, third thing, um, we did just become aware that Medieval Times is now honoring full refunds for anyone who does not want to cross the picket line. Um, as of you know, a few days ago, that was not the case. So if you have your tickets and you feel strongly that you don't want to be supporting this, you don't want to be supporting Medieval Times, um, make sure you call and ask for a refund. Make sure you tell them why, uh, because the sooner we start getting the word out and the, the sooner they start feeling the economic effects of this strike, the sooner it will be over and we can all get back to work and we can all celebrate together. Oh, that's just, there's so much went on in that interview. A lot of eye-opening stuff and a lot of hopeful stuff. I, I feel like they've, they've got a good chance if, if they can get enough public support 
if enough uh, people who would attend st don't, you don't cross that picket line. If you have tickets to Medieval Times, get that refund. Call them up. Let them know that you're getting the refund to support the striking workers, to support Medieval Times Performers United. There's a link again in the show description to their petition, to their strike fund, to some of their social medias. Get Follow them and support them before they get taken down by the intercorporate DMCA machine. I may want to thank Erin again for taking time out of her very, very busy schedule, fighting the good fight to come talk to us. Uh, we hope to have her back sometime in the future after the strike is resolved for a little more of a casual, fun uh, chat, uh, perhaps. But we are very grateful to Aaron and to everyone in Medieval Times Performers United because when anyone goes on strike, it's for the good of us all. When anyone tries to improve their working conditions, it improves all of our conditions. We gotta always support striking folks, whether they're queens or not, we gotta support them. And thank you, as always, for supporting our show as well. Thanks for listening to Wizworld Live, the podcast. We're going to keep following the Medieval Times strike uh, on our live streams, Fridays, 8 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash wizworldlive. And we're going to keep bringing you, hopefully, great shows. Uh, so stay tuned. There will be another more usual episode of the podcast coming soon. But thank you for hearing this one. Thank you for supporting the folks of Medieval Times Performers United. And thank you, as always, for being there for us. Take care, models. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.